Still bringing up that six days old. Well, I guess in a minute, if it wants me to, I'll repopulate it on mine. Okay. Here we are. Welcome, Black Swans of Wellness fans on Facebook. Um, It's another week of uh, Black Swans of Wellness where we talk about wellness tools that are so powerful, they seem magical. Today's show is going to be um, more philosophical than usual. Instead of talking about a specific wellness tool, although we will undoubtedly make mention of some of those, um, we're gonna talk about the black swan philosophy and how this all arose and what it now means to us. So let me remind everybody about the black swan concept. And it all goes back to actual black swans. For thousands of years, people in the Western world thought that swans were white. It was totally embedded in the concept of a swan. If if it wasn't white and you knew it wasn't a swan, it was a swan, it had to be white. Um, There was even a time reportedly when the collective noun for, for swan was a whiteness of swans. It was so embedded in the concept. And then the first black swan event occurred. People went to Australia, explorers went to Australia and saw actual black swans and completely upset everybody's idea of what a swan could be. Swans are now not only white, but could be other colors. Who knows how many colors? So far, I think it's just black and white, but uh, we'll wait and see. So I I happened upon this metaphor in a book by Nassim Taleb, uh, The Black Swan, who used this metaphor to describe things that happen elsewhere in the world, in the larger world. And in particular, he, he he focused on major negative events, things that were completely unanticipated as were black swans, but eventually came to be true and had huge consequences. And so his canonical example for that was 9-11. On 9-10, if you'd been across the street from the Twin Towers and somebody asked you, what's the probability that those Twin Towers will be rubble tomorrow? You would have said zero and you would have been basically right. But it happened anyway. And of course it had huge consequences. My first um, black swan outside of world events was a learning method. I um, came across, and I don't know exactly how, a gentleman who could teach a new language in three days. And I thought that was deserving of the black swan nomenclature. Um, First, I had to investigate a little. Was Was it true? And it was true. I mean, he, he actually made a living charging people twenty to $25,000 for decades um, to learn a language in three days. Now, learning, learning a language has different meanings to different people, but, but um, and there are limitations to what you can get across in three days. Um, but this um, method got people using the language, gave them almost the complete grammar for the language without teaching them grammar and really launch them into using the language. Um, so, so later on, we had a, a project at our um, amazing charter school in Phoenix called Starshine Academy. Uh, this was inspired by the great Peter Diamandis and his XPRIZE organization. And they had, they had after doing a lot of X prizes to simulate innovation in a variety of areas, starting with uh, uh, space travel, commercial space travel. They decided to do an X prize for education, and their challenge was to create the world's best, the world's best tablet-based software for teaching young children reading, writing, and arithmetic. Well, it was self-teaching, and and um, I, I want to just kind of expand this idea of black swans. Even though Peter didn't call his projects black swans, 
you were the one who kind of coined that phrase in a big way. Um, what Peter always has been looking for when he talks about XPRIZE is that that solution to a problem that no one has ever come up with before. And Peter's whole life, he, he's a medical doctor by, by uh, education, but his whole life, he has looked for solutions that nobody has. And by making these prizes, these X prizes for solutions, he has solved so many world problems. Nobody even, most people don't know his name. They don't know anything about X prize because they aren't in that analytical world that you and I are. But, but what the X prize has done for solutions. I mean, everybody remembers when they had the big oil leak outside of new Orleans and all the little birds and fish and everything else had oil all over them. And the government was just doing a horrible job trying to clean up that oil. In the meantime, fishermen and everything else were just in a mess. And he launched an X prize to say that whoever figured out how to clean up this oil would be given a bunch of money and he had competitions and people came in with all kinds of ideas about cleaning up that oil and the people that actually did it. I mean, they did it within months and had it been the government, we'd probably still be seeing oil on the beach. So, you know, I think Peter's in line with you, Byron, in trying to find these crazy solutions that nobody has. Absolutely. No, he's, he, he is. An and then, he, and he, then my job is, I, my best job is networking and brilliance, you know, taking the brilliance from this person, the brilliance from this person and, and whittling it down to oh, something it worked for you. We wouldn't, I would certainly wouldn't have known about Peter Diamanda. So. Well, I mean, what I do, I think our mentor, Jack ring, who we loved so much and who was so smart, he, he recognized that you and I should work together forever. And he, he, he used to, talk to me a lot about you and I working together. And I think my job on the planet, if, if I have one, I have about a thousand, but my be best work is to take really, really complex systems and people and get the simple brilliance out of it. So I think when most people talk to you, they're intimidated, you're so smart, and you have all this information, and they don't even know what to do with it. They're like, well, what do I do with this? But I can go, well, you know, Byron can do this, 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 and that's what you need to listen to. And then I can put you with somebody like Peter Diamandis or some of the other people I have. And, and then together, when I say just concentrate on this or this or this, then what you get is the blend of those people in this brilliant way. So what you did, you took Peter's ideas of these crazy, wonderful solutions and you built a company around them. Well, and Peter's so, ideas and the Black Swan idea and and all the ideas of all the black swans that I call these thing people black swans people people who've created these amazing methods for learning and now try to figure out how to how to put it together to make it available to everyone because because the world left on its own is still hiding these methods of learning but in my mind if we can put them into software then it will be easier for people to find them and easier for people to make use of them. Oh, so yes, really yes, says. it is. And still right now with the internet being as fast as it is and as wonderful to expose things, it's still word of mouth, still word of mouth. And so um, I think we're on to something. Number one, I want to point out that even in my wildest dreams, I never really thought of Byron as being super artistic or creative. But if you'll look at his t-shirt, it's one of my favorite things. I mean, I love that t-shirt and Byron designed it. He found the right material. He found the ones that were tighter, not loose, like ridiculous gunny sack. And he put those cute pink sunglasses on there that I love. I mean, every girl loves that color. Um, it's Barbie color. It's and uh, Also known as hot pink. 
it's hot pink and uh, Barbie, you know, everything about Barbie was hot pink. And of course, all the guys like girls that looked like Barbie. So the hot pink works for guys and girls. But Byron is really creative and artistic and fun. And he's opening up that side of him in a very fast way right now, because we're going to tell you about some things that happened this week, because we are on a quest to solve problems that people have in life. And we have a history of doing this and doing it well. But what's going on right now is that we're we're get, getting speed because other people that want... Let me, let me interrupt here. Let me okay. use that as a, as a segue. Yes, we are looking for methods for, for people to make their lives better in markedly better ways. So, so remember that black swan for me evolved in the learning world. I was looking for black swans of learning, but at your suggestion, we expanded that to this notion of black swans of wellness. Now, both, both of us have been investigating for many years things that these wellness tools that are so powerful, they almost seem magical, as I, as I said earlier on. Um, and we had, we had encountered them, we knew they were out there and we knew they were underused. The people didn't well, well, one of the things when I was in high school, uh, I did several papers. I don't, you know, both of us were born with this amazing, like we love to learn <laughs> and, and we have to kind of pare that down a little bit to, to hook in fun because, you know, I love to learn so much that then I realized I'm not really having much fun. I'm Doing all except, except learning is fun as our as our mentor. Well, Jack. learning learning yeah. and also work is fun, but we have to be fun people. Like you we know, people don't. Too. Huh? We need the laughter too. Yeah. Well, laugh laughter is the wellness tool. It trumps everything. Um, so I think one of the things that I was finding when I was in high school and I was doing term papers is. Um, I was curious about how people became Olympic athletes and why our healthcare system didn't operate to boost a normal person's body, mind, spirit in the way that people that have these amazing abilities in Olympics and a lot of Olympic ability has been developed, not born with a lot of people talk about somebody's born with some talent to run or some talent, but actually if you go and you interview a lot of Olympic athletes, they'll tell you, no, I just practiced harder than anybody else. I did it over and over and over and over until I could do it well. And so a lot of with guidance also, and with coaching, as you, as you mentioned on your podcast, it's, it's coaching and it's having coaches that keep you accountable. It's, it's imperative. If you want to, if you want to jump yeah, in do, doing it wrong over and over and over and over only exactly exactly and so i was like well, wait a minute why if this works why isn't everybody doing it and so um so when i was 17 i got involved in yoga because yoga seemed to address body mind spirit and at the moment, I didn't know health, wealth, happiness, right? That came a couple of years after that. But I, I thought, well, if you do yoga, you can kind of start to work on those things. Well, Byron had been, and I got into the healthcare industry and in, in a big way, you know, in high school and college. And then I realized I just, it was not what I wanted. They weren't solving problems. They were basically, you know, covering them up with problems and maintaining problems, maintaining, not, not even managing the problem, but maintaining it and making it worse. You know, when I, my, the doctor I worked for gave this pregnant eight, eight month pregnant woman, a drug that the, the detail person had just given him to give to a patient and mm. a huge warning on it and huge warning in the, in the PDR, this could be fatal to a child and, you know, a pregnancy. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think we would know the word side effect if it weren't for the medical industry, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have any meaning. Yeah. We wouldn't have to worry about side effect. We would just go eat a, plant, you know? Well, anyway, so what Byron has done and what I think I've done and then collectively together is we're on this. 
we are on this and it's fun. So go ahead. Right. Sorry. Okay. Oh, well, I'm almost the end of the story. I mean, with the black swans of wellness. And we actually actually realized that we knew about black swans of wellness, that we'd seen them in the past on things like trigger point therapy and um, chemical and food sensitivities, um, things that hardly anybody Well, knew. and breathing. And, and How about breathing? just breathing? Simple, simple things like breathing. And and then and then, listening to your heart, like just taking a minute and going, what does my heart feel like right now? Is it beating rapid? Is it beating slow? Because that generates all kinds of other things. And so as we learned about like simple, 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 anybody can do. Oh, then, then what's the breakthrough about- we've got right this minute? The I mean, not niacin. The breakthrough that both Byron and I absolutely, I believe the rest of our life are going to be huge advocates about that you've got to do if you want to be healthy you got to get outside early in the morning let the sun hit the white of your eyes don't look at the sun just let it uh let some of the sun rays hit the side white of your eye you don't even need to know why right now you can look it up yourself and then um get around trees because trees emit some energy and walk for 45 minutes or jump up and down or do do roller that's, that's awesome. One of the great things about black swan the wellness, unlike pharmaceuticals, is a lot of them are free or practical. Free. Or very yeah. cheap. free yeah. and fun. They're easy. Like when Byron and I really started to figure out this thing about walking um, and you don't have to walk. You just have to get outside and exercise. So whatever you want to do in exercise, you have to get around trees. You have to get fresh air in your lungs. You have to get the sun on the side of your, the white of your eyes. And you just have to get out there. And it, it does so many different things. That one is one and it's free. The other one is drinking a, a gallon of water a day. It, it, you're electrical, you're a battery. And if you go down in water, you're not going to conduct the electricity that your body is. And so um, just think of yourself as a walking, talking battery and you got to keep the fluid up in there and that, and it's water, not Pepsi, not Coke, you know? So, um, Pepsi. Well, so, so there, there, there are, and then there are other things. There are things that, that do cost money, but are still way worth it. And yeah. one of them is essential oils. Um, yeah. we, we came into this essential oils in a big way, uh, two and a half years ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah. May. Uh-huh. Uh, with, with Jack Canfield, who, who had become a, a believer himself. And um, and made it clear that uh, to his friends that they should also be uh, involved with essential oils. Well, so and he wanted us stuff. in particular because of our personalities. He wanted us to analyze everything. So just look at it as deep as you can. Make sure that what he's saying, because his brand is you know millions and millions and millions of dollars, and he wanted to make sure that he was always truthful, ethical, and had had correct information. And so. Byron and I, when we got involved with Jack on that, it was, I think, the sixth project I've done with Jack over the years. And he's demanding of, of things being right and good. And, and he uses whatever he recommends. Jack walks his talk always. And I, he's a, a wonderful, wonderful person. But he, um, he, didn't, he didn't want to be wrong on stuff. So he would throw it to me and then I'd throw it to Byron and we would just go speed up. And it kind of, it kind of had a catalytic effect on Byron and I, because I felt under the gun with Jack that we needed to make sure that he didn't make a mistake out there in the public. And so as we were researching things, we were finding even more stuff to go Oh my gosh, we didn't know this. It's so exciting, you know. So yeah. well, and then it was um, just some some time into our essential oils exploration that I um, developed this musical career. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Never well, and that that has ever. happened, according to Kathy Farmer, who is, I believe, the top. I think she's the top business builder in Young Living. Um, she has three hundred fifty thousand people that are part of her network. And she, she was. If there was somebody more further along than that, we would know about it. No, it's 
Kathy. Well, she, she just said that um, over the years that she's been involved, like 25 years, she was one of the first trainers of Silva mind control. So she has a propensity to study brains, you know, and minds. And she said that uh, so many people uh, through the use of aromatherapy, essential oils, and particular young living, because it's so organic, it's so pure that she said, people have just become these incredible artists or writers or speakers or, um, musicians. And she said, I've seen it over and over and over. And she said, I, I'm, I, I want to know why that creativity starts to just blow open. And um, it it could be, you know, I was thinking about uh, one of the things I did my PhD on was the pineal gland and how important it is. And um, from the beginning of time, people thought the pineal gland was the opening to the soul. I mean, there's a book, I think Aristotle wrote it or Seed of the Soul or no, that was Gary. There's an old book hundreds of years old, that is about the pineal gland being the, um, the direction that God uses to get connection into to the universe. Yeah. Uh, what'd you say? The connection to the universe. Yeah. The sort it's, um, it vibrates and it acts like a, um, like a mic on a radio show. And it picks up vibration more than any other part of your body, but it's so tiny. It's a, it's as big as a piece of rice. And, um, but it has so much electricity in it and so many crystals in it. And, um, and as I got down that rabbit hole, I found out that, um, that fluoride calcifies it. It puts a little bubble of calcium around it so it still vibrates underneath that calcium but it kind of squishes its ability to get messages or to get inspiration or or um well my my feeling is messages from angels so i think messages from angels and helpers that are assigned to us by god they come through that pineal gland um byron has a little bit more of a different take on how that works but um, we found out that governments, uh, especially the Nazis, they knew that fluoride would kind of incapacitate people's ability. Calm down, make sure they didn't cause any trouble. Well, dumb them down dumb is actually. Them. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. a lot of people said that that is what caused the Jews to march to their own death that they didn't have the inspiration to not do that. So anyway, um, basically we have, we have been a part of creating a world where everything was by default. People that were much less intelligent than Byron and I right here, or you watching this have created the world we've got. It's like how, you know, what did we learn? What did we find out that was right or wrong? What did we find out with color? I mean, we have been living in a world that was created for us that we just said, oh, okay. And now we're kind of like kicking the sides of the box going, no, this box is not going to contain right. me. So, so now, now, now everyone's heard about uh, what, what excites us, what, what uh, drives us to forward um, in, in the black swan area and, and just in making things better. Um, but uh, now, now things are going to get really exciting on the show. And as, as our, our good friend and Young Living colleague, Ellie Meadows says, buckle up. <laughs> We're going to have some fun now. Yeah, yeah. well, buckle up. We, we, had to, we had to rein in the buckles this week because we had um, high speed going on. Um, we literally, um, so... So my brand for since 1999 has been Starshine and Starshine was about, I was a venture capital banker at the time. And I thought I was having a dream about realizing assets in banking because um, um, I was in banking and we were, we were making tons and tons of money, selling money and um, investing in real estate, big projects, big developments. And um, I was, really fortunate. 
And um, I had a dream about developing a company named Starshine. And the only thing that was told to me in that visitation of that dream was that Starshine would make a tremendous difference. And uh, so I thought, well, I guess, you know, it's realizing dreams. And, um, and so I called my brother, it was the first person I called, and he's pretty pragmatic, and he's pretty smart. And I said, Hey, I, I'm gonna create a company called Starshine. And he said, Well, that's sort of a weird name. It's like hippy dippy, new agey something. And I said, I, I can't argue with it. It came to me and it said I was going to do this. So I'm going to do it. And he goes, well, what's it going to do? And I said, well, it'll make a difference. And he goes, uh, don't quit your banking job anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but I knew it was about realize. There was something about realize because only, you know, um, only a couple of years before, I had asked to have a vanity plate with the name Realize on it. And it was about realizing money and assets and banking. And so everybody thought that was the coolest plate because everybody was trying to realize assets. It was, they were trying to grow money. And, um, and I was still teaching yoga every night. <laughs> so I was going from, you know, my pearl earrings and my black suit and my I had a red tile always always <laughs> and, and so uh but I would run to the bathroom change clothes and run down to the YMCA or uh, one of the clubs and teach yoga and nobody in banking knew I was teaching yoga and nobody in yoga knew I was smart enough to run a company and it, it was just I had to be this these two people. Well, anyway, what's going on now is that um, Starshine is on fire, partly because of Byron. Uh, because oh, wait, wait, get back to the oh, play. Get back to the license play. <laughs> that was a. Oh, you want me to tell you the story this week? Yes. Okay. All right. So um, I had that license plate for about twenty-five years, and um, you're not that old. It, it might be more <laughs> than that, Byron, because. 1999 is when I had the dream and that was, um, that was 25 years, right? 23. I just like, yeah, well, so it'd be about 25 years ago that I, that I uh, got that license plate because it was right when I first moved to Phoenix anyway. Um, and I was rock and rolling. I mean, I, I was president of the mortgage banking association of Arizona. I was going I was taking flights to Washington all the time. I got paid between ten and twenty-five thousand dollars just to introduce people, and and I was upfront about it. It, it people approached me and said, "Hey, I will pay you twenty thousand dollars if you will introduce me to the senator because we've got to hurry up and get something done." And I didn't even know people did that. And I'm like, "Is this is this fair? Is this right?" And I ask everybody like is it okay to get paid to introduce people? I mean, that seems weird to me, but that's done in Washington. And so I was known for being very trustworthy and not introducing the wrong people and all that. So, I mean, I got paid to do that. So I was at one point in Arizona, I was very powerful. I was on the front cover of magazines. I was, you know, I was, I had some influence and I was making money. And um, so I had this, license plate named realize and my mom bought me a license plate holder that said yoga body mind spirit on it and so people would be like how why do you do that why you know I'm like oh, I don't know and so this week I have moved away from Arizona for a couple of years and um I had I was going to move down to Costa Rica because Costa Rica has a philosophy of pura vida just live your life be happy be happy with people around you, be healthy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of fighting this system in the, in the US. I'm just going to go and live and be happy. But I got down there and I missed everybody. I'm like, I'm not happy. I miss my country. you know. And uh, I mean, let me tell you, when you get into other countries, everybody wants to be in the US. You know, you can say whatever you want, but the United States is pretty good and it's got some great people in it. So I decided to come back. 
and I was going to move back to the ocean and just didn't work out. And I thought, well, I'll move to Carefree, Arizona. I love that name anyway. Carefree is good for me. And so uh, I thought, I wonder, I'm, I got to get my license. So I went to the. So you've given up your license plate for a couple of years. And it's a, yeah. it's a prize license plate. I mean, surely somebody would have wanted it. Yeah. Because everybody was like, how'd you get that license plate? I'm like, I just made it up. You have to have five characters. I did it. So, um, or six, six or seven, seven. seven, whatever it is. So um, I I was telling Byron, I got to go get my driver's license. And I'm just dreading it because it's in, you know, in motor vehicles. It's like, oh, man. And, and it was magical. It was the day before yesterday. I went in there and um, there were all these people in line. And it said appointments, appointments, you know, and all these people are out the door in line. There's this one little sign over there that says, walk in, no appointment. And I'm like, well, I guess that would be me. And there was nobody over there. And I didn't even know if there was the sign even meant anything. So I walked over there and I'm like, nobody's over here. And nobody's even seeming like they're helping anybody. And this lady goes, hey, do you have a number? And I said, where are the numbers? Like, should I have a number? She goes, no, no, you're walking. Just come on over. I'll help you. I'm like, what about all those other people? If only all those people with appointments realized yeah. that it was, didn't walk it, in. It was so strange. And, but Byron had put a spin on it because he said, oh no, I had a great, great uh, thing happen at the motor vehicle. So it'll happen for you. So it's a power of intention, right? So I get this girl who is just so brilliant, but she's got a lot of tattoos, a lot of piercings, which working with kids all over the world, I know usually they're abused um, when they've got that much stuff all over them. And, and so I just said, where did you go to high school? And she said, oh, I went to a bunch of high schools because I was in the foster care system. I'm like, bingo, you know. So I knew she just needed a little loving care. And I said, you are like one of the smartest people I've ever, ever been with with motor vehicles. Like, I don't even believe you're this fast on the computer and you, and you're nice. You helped me, you know, and she, she was dying, you know, she was needing love. You could just feel it. And so it's one of my things. I want to make people happy if they're around me. I want to leave them wanting some more of me. So she gets my license done in five seconds. In fact, (laughs) she said, I'll take your picture as many times as you want to get a good one. I mean, how many people do that? I'm like, oh yeah, I don't like that one. She goes, let's do another one. And she just kept doing more pictures. She's like, no, you tilted your head. We need it straight up. You know, let's do another one. And so it, it was just such a wild experience. So I sit down, back down. She's giving me my license thing. And, and, and uh, I said, you know, I don't know how to get a vanity plate because I have a new car and it's got, it, it doesn't have plate yet. And she goes, Oh, I can get into that database. And I said, really? Like, okay. She goes, what was, what, what um, name did you want? And I said, well, I had it two years ago. So I don't know if it's available. She goes, I know how to find it. So I said, it's realized. And she goes, yep, we can get it. It's 25 bucks. You want it? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, which plate would you like? And I said, well, I mean, do you have one with like sun or the Grand Canyon is my favorite place on the planet? She goes, yep, we have Grand Canyon. <laughs> so my plate is the Grand Canyon. One of my favorite place It's where I give thanks. So I give gratitude to the Grand Canyon because I think, look how big this thing is. You should write a book on how to have fun at the DMV. <laughs> uh, it was so amazing. And so uh, I got my plate back. It's It was like the universe is just, unfolding but have more fun and get more done at the dmv (laughs) (laughs) well our motto now and it is part of jack jack uh, canfield's book from 2014 in fact i have the book right here is the golden motorcycle gang he wrote this book as a result of a meditation he had about a bunch of angels riding around in golden Harleys up in the sky. And um, they all decided to come and get together and and help, help the earth. And um, I also want to talk about, but this is the the perfect point to mention that there's going to be an event concerning the golden motorcycle gang and people want to know about it. 
Yeah, we we're going to talk about some events like what happened this week. But the Golden Motorcycle Gang, we are having a rally for people who believe they could be part of the Golden Motorcycle Gang. You don't have to prove it. But if you think on November 8th, we're going to have a rally in Simi Valley um, outside of it's a, probably about 40 minutes outside of Beverly Hills in the mountains. Um, we're going to have a rally at a place called the Hummingbird Nest, and it is an incredibly gorgeous venue. Um, it, it's something I've asked Jack to do since he wrote this book, because when he wrote it, I thought I was part of the Golden Motorcycle Gang. When I was a kid, I just wanted the world to work, and I I tried everything to to just help, you know. And I have been I have developed myself. I have worked always on being a better person. How can I develop myself better? How can I get healthier? How can I tell people how to make money? Because really the most important thing that you've got to know is how to make money. It's not how to be healthy. It's not how to be loving. It's how to make money because when you can pay for things, then you can pay for coaches to help you with everything else. But if you never have a dollar you're not going to be very influential even in your own life because if you don't have money, if you're struggling to pay your rent or to buy some shoes for your kids, you're so worried about that that you can't be open to a better version of yourself. You, you don't, you know, you don't have time. I mean, I was a single mom. Um, I had a baby when I was 18, barely, because I got pregnant when I was 17. And it's a struggle. You're, you're terrified. Like, can I take care of this baby? Do I have enough money? Should I get another job? I mean, I had three jobs and I was going to school because I was so concerned about being a mother and being a good one. And so, um, so when you're in that bottom of Maslow's hierarchy, everything is a disaster. You Everything's know? about survival. Just survival. Like you're not sleeping well. You probably don't have organic food because it costs more than, you know, crud down at the dollar store. Like so many of my friends said, you know, I'll just be glad not to have to buy groceries from the dollar store. And, you know, it's sad, but it's true. Go to the dollar store. That's where I get my glasses. The, all these glasses, they're so cool. They're from the dollar store and they're a dollar. And the thing is that it, it, it's very heartbreaking because a lot of people have to buy their food from the dollar store. Well, if you look at the dollar store food, it's so crappy. I mean, it's all processed food. It's SpaghettiOs. It's, um, you know, beans that have been processed and a lot of canned yeah. stuff. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Back yeah. up. Now yeah, we're we in the golden motorcycle gang. <laughs> well, okay. So, so we, I've been asking Jack to, to let us have a meeting of people that, self-identify that maybe they're here for a bigger purpose and they want to have fun because the very first mission of the golden motorcycle gang was to have fun and um and and then make a difference so if you're having fun you've got some other things going on and then you can lift everybody else up well um i have been doing retreats all my life uh yoga retreats i mean i've been putting them on i've been facilitating them because i've always been a teacher i i taught i i wrote curriculum and taught for at&t i wrote curriculum and taught for the banking industry and helped rewrite everything and so anyway i've done retreats all my life i've gotten people together to see what we can have as an outcome and this week, I hosted a retreat in um, Carefree, which Byron paid for uh, the whole, he paid for the venue and everything. And, and a lot of the food, uh, we both bought food, but it was to get some people together that had never been together. And okay, to finish the previous discussion, I put, the, I put the, the link to get tickets for the Golden Motorcycle Gang Rally in the Facebook chat. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. There. But we, yes, yes. The, the event that happened this week 
was knock your socks off. Somebody yes. should have told me to buckle up. Before <laughs> the end. Well, uh, well, actually, you you blew the top, so we didn't really want you buckled down. You you uh, we you went through the ceiling, but in a good way. The the, the November eighth thing, we decided to pare it down to only 250 people. We had a lot of discussion. Do we want 750 or 250? And we went around and around and around about what we should do. And we just decided we need to cut it off at 250. And then we're going to have a VIP lunch that is just close to Jack for 100 people. And um, and that will be a luncheon where everybody can get their picture taken with Jack, et cetera. But um, this is like extraordinary thing that we, that Jack finally agreed to it. And that one of my dreams is coming true about people know when they're different, you know, if you've been born into a family that doesn't understand you, that you've had these grandiose ideas of who you could be or what you wanted out of life or what you wanted to give or what you wanted to receive that you were just different. and. Um, so when I say self-identifying, you know who you are. You know who you are. If if that doesn't appeal to you, you know it. I mean, people will say to me, my family will say, Patricia, why do you always have to do all this big stuff? What, who are you trying to prove anything to? And I'm like, what? I'm not trying to prove anything. It just happens to me. People ask me to do stuff, you know? So people that aren't in the golden motorcycle gang, they know they're not <laughs> because none of this makes any sense to somebody who's not there. And they just look at you and they go, what are you doing? You know, or, or like Marianne Williams says, Marianne Williamson says, who are you to play small? Well, people who play small, they do not understand why anybody would want to get off their couch and stop drinking beer and eating potato chips. They think that's a good life. And so, you know, if you don't have this idea, you you know who you are. And so anyway. If you, um, if you listen this far, you know you're a member of the Golden Motors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So please come and join us. That, that's a good California, point. November 8th. That's a great point. Well, so anyway, getting ready for this November 8th uh, event and also coming off of coming out of Costa Rica and I did several events down there. Um, for Airbnb. Um, I had been asked to do some events here in Carefree. And one thing after another, just kept leading up to what happened on Monday and Tuesday. It was not, it wasn't something that Byron and I got together and said, hey, let's do this. What happened is one thing kept going more and more and more. And all of a sudden we had an event at this incredible, incredible uh, contemporary home that- um, and, and an amazing collection of individuals. Amazing. We, can't, we, can't say, we can't say who, that it'll be up to them to reveal it in, in their own oh. time. Yeah, um, um, I tend to collect high profile people and I have my whole life. And um, a lot of those people have issues with the press and, um, people saying bad things about them or hurting them or whatever. And so I, I don't know why I just meet those people and I love them and they can trust me. And I am very careful. It's my banking stuff, you know, I keep people's secrets if that's what I think is in their best interest. So, or if, they, if that's, they want that. And by <laughs> interesting circumstances, we had amazing people show up for this retreat on Monday and Tuesday, and it was complete freedom of trust in a sacred circle. It was a sacred circle. Like even for me, I've been in sacred circles my whole life and had beautiful experiences. This was off the charts. Yeah, and we didn't, need, we didn't need trust exercise to start the kind of exercises where you fall back into people's arms and so we didn't need it. Well, I know we, were, we didn't need it. It, we, it we happened. were already there. It happened very fluidly, very organically, where everybody clicked, everybody trusted the process. And I told everybody, including my own self, this is an experience for me. 
and it, for each one of you, for you. And collectively, we're going to force ourselves to go through certain experiences so that we can pop into a different place. And I said, there are no prima donnas here. And what was one of the craziest outcomes of this retreat that I will do the rest of my life, never have I done it before. And it was, again, an organically fluid thing that happened. Um, usually, I have the food set up. So either I have it prepared or delivered or something so mm -hmm. that food just is a nutritional thing. It comes in, we eat it and it goes away. And, um, and I usually have people that are completely in charge of that piece. And I actually did have somebody there that kind of was going to do that. And then it ended up that it was more important for her to participate in the whole thing. It, there was just an obvious bunch of stuff that happened. And so on those two days, we all shared in the preparation, the serving and the cleanup, everybody shared. And at one point I said, this is like the most interesting family community of like-minded people. This would be like the family dining room table that you wish was your family. <laughs> And, and so because we were all sharing and we were moving the food and we were, you know, moving it clockwise and counterclockwise and that we were not actually doing manners the way that I think you should. And we'll do that better next time. But, but it was amazing. We had these beautiful talks and some of the talks got into deeper talks. So, you know, we would remove some of the stuff from the table while everybody was just into each other. And so some of the processes that I had had on the agenda, I just moved them out because the process was happening in that moment. And I'm like being grateful, like, oh my gosh, this is happening without the process in the box, you know? So we had <laughs> yeah i accidentally went like that and my phone fell off um the the thing that happened for me and i i'll let byron tell his own story but um it was the most profound ever retreat i've ever put together ever and um what it did for me this week i believe it created alchemy that was off the charts. And I think that's why I got the realized plate. I, I don't think that was any accident. And I have been told by visitations to me that I need to watch and to acknowledge miracles and things that don't even make sense and tell all my angels and helpers and everything. Hey, I noticed this and thank you. I noticed it. I'm not going to act like it didn't happen. I noticed it and I'm, I great, I'm grateful and I want more of it. And so one of the, one of the things that Byron and I, and several, several people around us have been working on is have more fun, get more done, make more money and do it again. And so several of us are, we've all decided that's going to be our mission in life. When people look at us, they're going to go, those guys have so much fun and they make so much money. I wonder if I can be on their team. <laughs> and, um, and in the process, we share amazing information, uh, you know, about how to be healthier, how to be wealthier, how to have more fun, how to have a better relationship with your mom or your dad or your kids or whatever. We share our lives to improve and to laugh more. Well, with respect to this event, I'm, I'm open to talking about something that happened during the event and then something that, that happened several days later. And all these things, we, we, talk, we, we, we see these things happen and we say, well, did this have to do with the essential oil? Did it have to do with whatever? And it's like, I, we don't know. You can't, you, there's, no, there's no provability here. Everything could be a coincidence, but no, I am no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you say that because my angel said, stop that. But I, but I am so open to these amazing coincidences that are, that are, are truly causal. They're, they're synergies. They're synergies. So, so one, so one thing. So at, at this event, one, one of the people at the event was this amazing healer. And um, when he arrived at the event, he greeted me with saying, oh, look at that little boy. 
And it's like, I think he was trying trying to give me credit for, for looking so young or, or something like that. But it had, it had a huge impact on me because just the day before, I had been thinking that for my entire life, I have been reluctant to be the grown-up in the room. I always, uh, I've always deferred to other people. And, and so, so, so in, in that, it was like I was still a child. And, and he, he noticed this in me somehow. And over the two days, he and the rest of the group gave me, gave me the opportunities to rise to being the grown-up in the room. And it's, it, was, it was like a revelation to me. Not well, what I saw, uh, Byron, in that moment, though, um, I saw a bridging of a happy little boy, a playful little boy, because I, as much as you felt like a small child in a room full of adults, you also had this protective barrier from play. Like you couldn't just, you know, be wild and crazy you had to be contained like mm-hmm. as a contained little boy that oh, so i had all the disadvantages of age with none of the advantages yeah. i don't know something fine so that was so that that happened in the moment and and within that 48 hour period i experienced more growth than in any other 48 hour period or any other year period in, in my well, life. Well, and, and, and healing, because when you said we had a healer there, I mean, everybody was a healer really. Um, but I was thinking about the Reiki that you had done. It was uh, your first time, right? Yes. Yes. And, and, um, and I know just doing that together was so powerful. And um, you well, had not. What was, what was even more amazing to me was when the rest of us got together to heal the Reiki specialist. Yeah. She... Well, there were several Reiki specialists That's in there. Um, Almost everybody except me. <laughs> but but I think uh, you have only recently started to play with your spiritual side, your electrical side, your vibrational side. Mm-hmm. It's only been in the last month or two or three that you've started exploring that as you've explored it it's been explosive and you know my my uh i I don't want to get off on a tangent because we only have about eight minutes but one of my expertises is on zero energy um zero point energy and um zero point energy is what tesla and einstein uh searched researched their entire life and um what we now know, and it's part of stem cells, is um, that every cell in our body is a potential stem cell and is also housing zero point energy. And so then the question is, how do you cause those to spark? How do you turn on those stem cells in each individual cell? cell? And then how do you fire up that zero point energy um, little um piece of lightning in each one of your cells because that is that is the um um that is that is what people have been seeking their whole lives is what is what is the key to you know enlightenment or the key to anti-aging or the holy grail it's the holy grail is inside of us it's not outside it's uh, it's inside and i just being the christian that i am which for me is not about a particular church it's about what did jesus try to teach us and i believe that jesus the second coming is when we recognize that jesus is inside of us it's the electricity so anyway i I, I just want to there's this one thing that happened during during the event and this extraordinary another one thing (laughs) And then, and then, and then afterward, and, and this is, this was just, just last night. And as I, as I woke up this morning, I felt like I had a new sensory skin that I was, I was now feeling things in a, in a way that I, that I hadn't before. 
Well, one of the one of the things that I got I, I found enlightening for me is um, this class that I've been teaching for Airbnb for about a year, and it's on it's on recognizing seven senses, not just five. But the truth is, um, it's in opening up that veil that covers up all of our senses, and I'm sure that it's in infinity. I believe we have many more senses than five or seven or 10 or 12. As we were going through that exercise during during the retreat on the seven senses, I, I think I came up with 11. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I, and it was things things that I, I didn't previously think of senses, but it was things like the feeling of being in love. Yeah. And the feeling of being loved. And uh, there, are, there are a couple others like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and as you open yourself up to that discovery, it's like whatever you focus on grows, whatever you track grows, um, whatever you think about, you bring about. So uh, there's, you know, that focus, when you focus heat in your hand, when you're cold, you can get blood in there and it'll warm it up. So um, we only have a couple of minutes and I want to talk about some things coming up. So we talked about November 8th. And Byron and I are going to go on an, on a retreat that everybody's telling me is going to, we do have to buckle up because <laughs> the retreat that I'm facilitating is not, um, not my concept. I mean, I'll be bringing some of my concepts in there, but, uh, the woman who has been doing these particular retreats is, um, highly evolved spiritually, psychically, um, she has more dreams and more downloads and more channelings than more I healings. ever. Uh, yeah, she heals people in five seconds. I mean, I I know of I've known of her. I followed her for a long time, and she's now part part of our Jack Canfield um, Young Living team. And we've all been experimenting with these plant medicine oils over the two and a half years we've been together. But she was told to have this particular get gathering um, on October 20, I mean, I'm sorry, September 21st, two weeks from now. And she said that she was told that I had to facilitate it. And, um, and you know, when she called me and told me, I, I was like, well, that's only a couple of months from now. She goes, I know, but when I'm told that it's all right, it's all exactly the way it's supposed to be. And so it's on a 35 acre, property that has hiking and everything but the hotel resort is built next to the ocean on the Oregon coastline where they see otters and dolphins but yesterday they started seeing all these whales coming in and she said they're coming in because we're coming and um, that they we are going to talk to these these people <laughs> and so um, I don't know what all is going to happen. We've got a loose agenda of uh, we'll be together for um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leaving Sunday. And um, the we'll, we'll do a lot of outdoor stuff, a lot of alone stuff. And we'll do a lot of um, eating together, playing together. And um, we'll, we'll, we always end all of our things with a big party at the end. And I'll, I mean, a fun, fun, music, crazy party. And um, we'll have that on Saturday night. And then Sunday morning will be everybody's, you know, if they want to eat breakfast together or whatever. But based on what just happened for two days on Monday and Tuesday and knowing that we're going to be together for a little over twice that long at Otter Crest. And um, uh, it, 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 I, <laughs> Byron and I were talking about whether we're going to drive or fly. And um, I got, I, you know, I'm kind of open for whatever you want to do, Byron. But the thing about driving is that we can put all of our equipment in there. And so, mm -hmm. you know, from computers to, um, those big pieces of paper and all of that. So, well, I, I put the link to the to the Eventbrite notice in in the Facebook chat. So oh, thank you. And check on it, and if they want to know what, more about it, just contact us directly. Yeah, and this one is very intense and small, 
And so, um, you know, some of the events that I do have a thousand people, but a lot of the events I do, I do for myself. So I keep them small so I can get impact from the other people so that I can grow and then I can do more the next time. Anyway, this was fun. As, yes, as yes, always. <laughs> yes, a little more about philosophy and more, more about um, things going on and uh, less, less about uh, individual methods of wellness. Um, but I think it sets the stage for, for future conversations. And uh, we hope to see you back again. We know we'll see you back again. Um, if you are part of the Golden Motorcycle Gang and you have some ideas about wellness, uh, we would like to interview you. Um, we, we interview people that we think have something to say that is really important for everybody. And, um, and we want to learn too. So uh, if you if you know somebody that fits that category, um, you know, we and, and kind of like free, um, we want people to make a lot of money. We do. Um, but there are a lot of remedies you can do for free that grow on plants. And we're, you know, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. People are calling. All okay. right. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you again. In the meantime, be well, be extraordinarily well, be black swan well. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye.